Before we get into today's amazing conversation on the You and Me podcast, we wanted to take a moment to introduce to you our incredible episode partner, Keep It Cleaner. Keep It Cleaner was founded by today's special guest, Steph Claire Smith, and business partner and longtime friend, Laura Henshaw. Kick, as it's affectionately known for, is for everybody and every body. Through a holistic approach to wellness, they are here to help you make sustainable, long-term changes towards a happier and healthier lifestyle. Keep It Cleaner gives you access to hundreds of workouts, recipes, meditations, and more all in one app. If you'd like to try it out, then you are in luck. The You and Me podcast is teaming up with Keep It Cleaner to give you your first month free. Sign up this month to keepitcleaner.com. Select the monthly subscription and use the code BRIDAL, that's B-R-I-D-A-L, to get one month free. Terms and conditions apply. Please see our show notes and Instagram for more. You know, when it comes to your invites, don't feel the pressure from anybody else as to who should be there. It's really just up to you guys. And also on that, really think about who you're probably going to have in your life for at least a long period of time afterwards. Welcome to the You and Me podcast. Today we are interviewing Steph Claire Smith. Welcome to the potty, Steph. Hi guys, thanks for having me. No, we are so happy to um, interview you today. Um, your photos have obviously been super popular across socials, <laughs> your wedding photos. Um, I don't know if you need an introduction. Um, I'm sure oh. most of Australia and the world um, probably know who you are with your 1.5 million followers, um, but we might kick off if you just give us a brief um, introduction of who you are. <laughs> sure. Um, so my name now is Stephanie Miller, but um, on Instagram I'm known and through work as Steph Claire Smith. I'm a co-founder of an app called Keeper Cleaner, which is a health and wellbeing app, um, fitness app, which is my I just love it's my biggest it's my biggest love outside of my family um my my first baby I suppose and I'm a wife and a new mum as well and so I you've think got that's it all the going on way to sum it up. yeah <laughs> and Steph um you I mean I think a lot of people who would be following who would have followed your journey have known that um, you and your now husband have known each other for a long time, have been together for a long time, but let us know a little bit of your backstory on, on you know, how you met and how it all started. Yeah, of course. Um, so Josh and I met when I was 12 years old. Um, my family, I grew up camping on the Murray River a lot. That was kind of our favorite destination to go as kids. My brother's name is Murray because my mum went into labor when she was camping on the Murray. So we have a very strong <laughs> oh, <no> connection. Way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> very strong connection to that place. And um, yeah, when I was about 12 years old, my dad kind of put it to the family to say, you know, how about we look at getting a property up there? That way we can get up there a lot more often and, and not just wait for the school holidays where you have to fully set up camp. Um, 
So we found a house in a really random little town. You know, it's not like Echuca or Yarrawonga. It's not one of the big places that everyone goes and visits and has holiday houses in. It's a really small country town. Um, and we loved it, got the property. And on the first weekend I was up there, I went horse riding at the local horse riding place, trail riding place. And I met Josh's little sister, Bailey. Um, and when we were riding, we were getting to know each other and, uh, I kind of asked if she lived up there, if she was a local and she said, oh no, my family just got a property up here a couple months ago. And I was like, oh, random, same. Um, and then she asked me to come over for lunch afterwards, went over for lunch, met the whole family, met Josh. And I kid you not, I literally called my two best friends in high school at the time and were like, I cannot wait to bring you guys up here. I have the hottest neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like instantly obsessed with him. Yeah, from about 12 or 13 years of age. Um, <laughs> and from there, our families just got really close because um, we were up there, you know, most weekends um, making the most of this new new place. And we all loved it so much. And it, it is a really small town. So to have two kind of Melbourne families, you know, a paddock away from each other was, was really random. Um, but it was really great because all of us kids got along. Josh is my brother's age and... Um, yeah, I got along with all of his siblings really well, especially his sister. It was like a mini me that I'd found. I finally had a sister. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of just blossomed from there. We had a beautiful friendship and, you know, I dated other people in high school. He dated other people, but there was always like, I don't know. I always had a crush on him. Um, I just think I never really thought it was going to be possible. <laughs> and then, um, when I was about 18, uh, we were both single for the first time at the same time and it happened pretty quickly it was everyone was kind of waiting for it once we got together and was like mm, yeah we knew that was coming <laughs> been coming for six years <laughs> yeah yeah so we've been together now for nine years oh no wait that's that's the fate thing though isn't it like random little town two families kids similar age everybody gets along it's yeah mm. I think that was just the stars aligning for you guys Oh, it's nice to think about it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you've been together a long time. You know each other mm. ins and outs because I think, you know, relationships are based on friendships, you know, when everything's uh, yeah. said and done at the end of, you know, our <laughs> living our best life in our heyday, <laughs> all you've got is conversation and friendship mm. and, you know, so to start a relationship off like that is really special. But you know your friend's trigger points and you know when yeah. there might be something hidden and you know when you know something's might be a little yeah. bit random so knowing Josh so well how did how did he get the proposal down without you knowing <laughs> that you know what I'm still shocked to this day that he got he got away with it somehow <laughs> because I'm I'm really terrible with surprises I like as much as I love them in the moment I just need to know things and yeah. I just usually get it out of people yep. and I'm also shocking myself like if I'm going to surprise someone I'm really bad at holding it as a secret like I almost want to tell people what I get them for Christmas before I give it to them um but <laughs> when it came to the proposal uh so it was three years ago now in 2018 and we were having a really really busy year with Keeper Cleaner we had a lot on with work and there was a few moments that year where I'd gone through the whole like you know what are you waiting for are you going to like part the question what's going on like what honestly what are you waiting for and um he kind of kept, just kept pushing it aside and just being like I think one day he kind of he didn't snap at me but he kind of looked at me and he was like Steph 
it's going to happen. I just need you to stop asking. And that was the moment where I was like, oh, maybe he's got a ring already and I need to really just shut up right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and it was probably like within the six months after that where I, you know, just calmed down and stopped asking him about it was when he proposed. And the way he did it was we had a huge milestone with Keeper Cleaner and him and Dalton, which is my business partner's partner, um, had bought us this like girls trip away um, and he'd organised this whole weekend um, that we were going to go away on just to, yeah, basically celebrate this milestone and, and have a nice weekend together. And so that's what I thought I was going into and that's what I was very excited about. And the funny thing is, is we got this, like, like printed off this like fake pamphlet of like what we were doing and where we were going. And I didn't even look into where it was or anything. So I just kind of like trusted the process, jumped in the car with Laura and Dalt and thought I was like going on this girl's trip. Um, but then we end up at the farm, which obviously I know the way there. So like I knew where we were going, but apparently we were going to get to the farm and we were going to get some chopper out to this awesome like location. It was all very like full on, but the boys were very excited about it. So I believed every word and we pulled into the farm and Dalton actually hadn't been to the property before. So I was like, yeah, so this is this, this is this. And then I like look out and I'm like, you know, so this is obviously the property where I met Josh. And then I look out and, and Josh is just standing out on the grass and he wasn't meant to be up there. He told me that he had a boys weekend away in Lake Ilden. Ah. And I was like, what is Josh doing here? So Dalton pulled up, I got out of the car and then the car drove away and I was like, why, uh. why are you saying hi to Josh? <laughs> That's sus. when I was really sus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we started walking towards each other, but we were like pretty far apart. So I just started running to him because I was like, this is, this is weird. This is too much, too much time. What's going on? And I got there and he was really shaky. And to be honest, I can't even remember half of what he said because I knew what was happening as soon as he started talking. And I just was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> um, and yeah, he popped the question and it was amazing. And I was, yeah, I was so, so stoked. And we walked back towards the house and suddenly like, our family walked out of the house and I realized my mom, my dad, my brother, my brother's partner, his mum and dad, his sisters and uh, his sister and brothers were there. And then behind them was like all of our closest friends as well walked out, including one of my girlfriends, one of my best mates who lives in New Zealand. And I, it was just oh, like my God. the best moment. Yes. Yeah. So they all watched it happen from the house. And then we basically had a weekend of engagement celebration with all our closest friends and family. And it was it was one of the best weekends of my life. That's incredible. Well worth the wait, Josh. Good oh, yeah. Job. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he really nailed it. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, my gosh. And to share it with your friends and family. I know. That's so nice that's that really they would have seen your reaction and been able to replay that to you as well because when you're in that moment, you have no idea. Oh, I still – honestly, like when I walked back to the house, they were like, so how did he say it? And I was like, I, I can't really remember what he said. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. It's one of the, I just, yeah, I think it's so special. And do you know what? Is that very Josh? Like, you know, when you hear about proposal stories and they're elaborate and over the top and mm. incredible, but kind of not really the people who mm. are getting engaged. Is that mm-hmm. him? Is that him yeah, to a he, T to do it? He's pretty romantic, but he also just knows me inside and out. And he, not, he knew that I would have wanted to be surrounded by my friends and family uh, you know, instantly. Um, and so he just, and, and also that that's where we met. Um, you know, we had a lot of, which was where we had our first kiss, like there was a lot of firsts in the property yeah. and, yeah. um, it was just a special place. So I think he just knew that 
yeah, getting engaged up there was just going to be something special. So um, it was honestly, I couldn't have asked. For me personally, it was literally the most perfect engagement. And I had no idea how or what, what it was going to be like, or, you know, we never spoke about it like that. Um, so I had no idea what to expect. But if I could plan my own perfect engagement, it would have been that. That would be it. So mm. your property, obviously, there's a lot of firsts here. Was it a <laughs> no brainer that you would get married up there as well? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, as soon as we were engaged, we were like, I mean, even before we were engaged, we spoke about getting married up the farm. Um, I think for us, yeah, I mean, both of us grew up going to the Murray and it's a very special place for our families. But then that pro- property in particular, obviously, um, it's got a soft spot in our hearts. But also, it's beautiful. Like, it's such an incredible property. Um, so we were just so excited to to do it there. To yeah. do it there. I love it. What... Um, Knowing though, I mean, look, you, you are a model, you were a model, you are a model, you've got your own business, you host events, knowing how much goes into an event, were you intimidating that, intimidated then have, knowing what was going to go into it, getting married on your property and doing it from the ground up? Yes. Um, but I think because we've both, you know, organized events and stuff before, we were also very excited, um, and we worked with um, Creating Beautiful, uh, so they kind of helped plan a lot of it and helped kind of connect us with some suppliers and stuff like that. So they were a huge help with like tying it all together. But Josh, um, in his past life, was a project manager for uh, in a trade, but then he's also done like hosting and event stuff and everything. So altogether, his skill sets were very much. Um, perfect for planning a wedding with our planners so that was really it was a really great process and we really enjoyed it and the thing is is the property um, whilst it's his family's private property it's actually um, now in the process of becoming you know a property that people can actually hire it out as a a wedding venue or a corporate events and all that sort of stuff so it was kind of cool to also just see how it worked and like you know get suppliers up there and see how something like a wedding or a big event like that could be hosted there. And, um, I suppose see the potential of the property, which, which was awesome. Um, so yeah, it was just like a huge fun project to make the, like the party of our dreams. (laughs) And and tell me, how did you start that process with, um, the event styling and what did you do? Tell us how you kicked it off. So I, had gone on things like Pinterest and to be honest, I'm not just saying this to um, pat you guys on the back, but one of my biggest like spots for getting inspo was your Instagram account. Like it was honestly one of the first bridal Instagram accounts I followed. Um, and so I, I grabbed a lot of inspiration from things that I saw online. Um, but also once I contacted Flick at Creating Beautiful, who, who was an old friend of mine, um, we got chatting and kind of she helped me massage, I suppose, the the kind of look and feel that that I was going for. Um, and yeah, Josh and I were both a part of every single part of the process, which I thought was really nice, really special. Um, I know some people, their partner might have zero interest. Um, we were both very, very excited about the whole entire process. So it was really cool to choose literally everything together. Um, and yeah, I mean, we didn't have a exact idea of what it was going to look like even when it came down to you know having the standalone marquee there was a moment there where we were thinking maybe it would be a marquee over the tennis court or um yeah we really didn't know and we didn't know where where the ceremony was going to be so all of that really came together once um flick kind of 
visited the property and we walked around and we kind of found a, a nice flow of, of what could happen. Um, but a lot of the magic, honestly, um, came from from her, from from them, from, from the styling and everything like that. Um, like there was a lot of things that I thought we'd like be able to cut corners. And it, look, we absolutely could have cut more corners and probably cut <laughs> some things out for sure. Um, our budget sure would have, um, in, that would have been better. But um, <laughs> at the end of the day, it, it, it ended up um, exceeding expectations. You know, like it was even better than we ever imagined. So... Yeah. And I think surrendering to the process is really important as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is one day. We've always got to be pretty careful to remember that yes. it's one day, but it's an incredibly special day. Yeah. So you know what? Treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and so because you have got such an online presence and being friends with Flick at Creating Beautiful, obviously she's got her finger on the pulse of suppliers that she would know would suit you guys really well. Did you run into any issues trying to find any of your suppliers or was it all pretty straightforward for you guys? It was all pretty straightforward. It's just that um, there was a bit of cost involved in the property's three years, three years, <laughs> three hours away. Yeah. Um, so there's a bit of cost involved in, you know, set up and pack down and everything. Um, and some people, you know, we had to pay to kind of have some of them actually stay up there because that was more cost efficient. Um, so that was a little bit tedious um, and a bit of a process. But when it came down to the suppliers themselves and, and everything like that, we didn't really run into... Yeah, I'm trying to think there wasn't any huge thing that went wrong or that we had to Yeah, the only thing was is November up there, the weather is like really, you know, one minute it's bucketing down, the yeah. next minute it's 40 degrees, and so we were quite careful with that and we basically had a backup um kind of rain marquee for the ceremony. And we had to decide on like the Wednesday if we were going to need it or not. Um and we decided we weren't going to need it, which was really nerve wracking because the next day there was this huge wind, dust and rain storm oh. that like a lot of, yeah, a lot of our marquee and all the glamping tents that we had, they were already all kind of set up, not the like trinkets and stuff, but the marquee itself and the tent itself. And um, the, it was like one of those orange dust storms and rain and oh, so no. it just everything got covered and then there was leaves everywhere so the whole next day the day that everything was getting set up like even Josh had like the leaf blower and he was yeah. going like ham and everyone had to like help clean and stuff <laughs> so I mean we weren't that aware of it us girls because we were at my property um ah. we went there when it was getting <laughs> yeah so like there was a lot that we missed thankfully yeah I probably would have been like what yeah <laughs> um, for sure but um, yes. Yeah, so other than that, it, it was it was pretty breezy. That was pretty good. You did. You had. I mean, we'll obviously put it in our show notes, and it'll be all over your Instagram and um, ours when we release our episode as well. But you had stellar suppliers on board, ones that worked really well together, which I think is a huge point. It's making mm. sure your suppliers all mesh to create one big cohesive. Um, but mm. your wedding dress was absolutely beautiful controversial well i know <laughs> See, do you think i don't think at all i think it's probably probably the more conservative would be like oh what would you think in 10 years time like oh, whatever but you yeah, know there yeah. wasn't many crops about um mm. it was done really tastefully really beautifully tell <laughs> us about your process to get your dress made thank you oh thank you um well i could honestly screenshot 
a bunch of photos in my phone from, you know, four or five years prior to when we were even engaged, um, where I had saved a lot of two piece dresses. So it was something that I always knew I was, I was really into that kind of style. Um, Kaya, so that's who ended up designing the dress. I loved her designs. I just thought she had such a beautiful, it was like classic mixed with, I don't know, uh, new fashion. She just, she just, I don't know. She had a finger on the pulse, I suppose, when it came to what was cool. Yeah. <laughs> and she, yeah, I just, I just loved her design. So I was really excited to meet with her and she was the first wedding dress designer I had booked in with. And I was planning to go to a few different ones as a model. I have w- modeled wedding dresses before. And so I already had an idea of what I didn't want. Um, but you know, knowing that I wasn't just modeling it and that it was, you know, going to be my dress, my day. I, I was really, I didn't want to, you know, narrow it down and, and just go for one designer. So I was going to meet with others, but as soon as I met Kaya, she's such a legend and we gelled really well. And I knew that I kind of wanted to do something custom. And I felt like I could be really honest with her. Like there was dresses I tried on and I was just like, nah, not me. I don't like this. And she was really cool and, and kind of, I felt comfortable to say that to her, even if it was her own design. And I think that was really important to feel like I could be really honest with her if I was going to go through a design process with her. So that was already like a huge tick, but I put on a couple of two pieces that she already had, which my designs were based off. And I just like, she, she said something about the way I was standing and she was like, I like you're standing like you're in, you know, active wear or jeans or whatever. You're standing really comfortably and I noticed it in myself as well. Like I wasn't kind of, you know, trying to, like I had to stick <laughs> up my bum, like trying to be comfortable in a wedding dress, which some yeah. of the dresses that I did try on, I felt like I had to stand like that. And I was just really relaxed. And I was like, it's because it feels like me. Like I just feel yeah. really comfortable in this. So we kind of went from there and then, um, yeah, designed the the dress of my dreams. And then also from there, we were like, she was like, do you want to get changed and like have a second dress for your um, reception? And I was like, oh, you know, why not? And we took a lot of, um, that one we designed from scratch together and we took a lot of inspiration from kind of like 90s supermodel yeah. slips. Yeah. Um, and I love, I love a good cutout and stuff like that. So yeah, we, we literally were draping pieces of material over me to begin with. Um, and I was just, I was super excited with how it came together and that, you know, it's really hard for me to decide which dress I like better. I honestly think I liked them both equally. Um, so that, that felt really special. It didn't feel like I was getting out of my ceremony dress. I I didn't feel sad getting out of my ceremony dress because I was as excited for the reception one. So, um, yeah, I thought that was pretty special, but Kaya, she's, she, she was a bloody legend. Um, yeah, any of my friends that have got engaged, I'm like, you should, you should yeah. have a fitting with Kaya. <laughs> I'm, um, she's doing my dress too, custom, because um, yeah. I'm only married in Jan. So I'm Amazing. going through that whole process. As you said, it's actually quite funny when you were saying um, you put on that one dress and you felt really comfortable and yourself. And that's what Kaya can pick up with you as well. I've, she did mm. the same process with me. And she's like, I can tell that you hate like your hip area here. Like, I think we need to do yeah. this and pull this in. So it's so individualized to you. And your personality and stuff as well. Yeah. You feel really comfortable um, and in good hands, I think, with her. 100%. 100%. And I think the reason I said controversial before was because when it first came out, there was a few articles or even 
just just basically pulling out some comments and stuff that were made on the dress. So it's not like the uh, media articles themselves had something negative to say, but they were saying that it was controversial because of comments that I received. And a lot of them were basically like, you know, this is a dress you should wear to a club, not down the aisle. Like all these different, mm, yeah. like, you know. Do you, do you feel like there's lots of pressure, like knowing that things like that are, are going to come out because you're a personality and things? Did you feel so much pressure knowing that, Obviously, things are going to come out no matter what you look like, no matter who you are. Did you feel yeah. stressed about that or were you just like, whatever, I'm going to go with I wasn't. I wasn't stressed because I knew how much I loved the dress. Um, yeah. Like I, I know myself and I know how much I wanted a two-piece and I, I know how comfortable I was and I was just stoked with the outcome. So I didn't really let it affect me. But what annoyed me was um, I know it would affect others and I just think that there's a reason why there are so many different wedding dresses in the world and it's because – everyone likes something different. And especially when it's your day, you really, it's just about like you, it's not, you don't have to choose a dress that you think is going to please someone else. It's, um, it's your day. So I just, I, I got angry because I didn't want people to think that, you know, when they're choosing a wedding dress, they had to think about what other people were going to think. Yeah. Um, I didn't want people to see those comments and think that. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I, but I wasn't affected by it. I, I still love my dress. It's interesting you say that, Steph, because that was kind of going to be my next question. Like I listen, I listen to the kick pod all the time and you did Thanks. an episode recently on weddings, postponements, expectations. Mm. And one of the DMs that somebody wrote into you was your, um, you know, physique and training regime. Mm. And we, we don't really touch on that with brides because mm. controversial. Um, totally. But again, pressure to pick a dress that people want to see mm. you in. Was mm. there the same kind of thing? You know, I, I listened to your episode and it was, I was really interested to know, did they put the same pressure? Oh, well, you're a model. You should mm. look like this. What's your fitness? Was everybody asking mm. you? Was it a big oh, thing yeah. for you leading up? Absolutely. It, nearly every single interview that I had leading up to the wedding asked me what I was doing with my diet or exercise routine and I, and I just started answering them quite bluntly and I was yeah. like, um, nothing different <laughs> because for me, I'm, I'm really comfortable. I, obviously I've been on a huge journey with my, with my body image and stuff, but I'm at a place where the last few years I've been really comfortable in my own skin. And so I've found a, a, a balance with exercise and food where I do feel good in my own skin. And no, it's not the skinniest I've ever been. It's probably not the fittest, fittest I've ever been either, but it's where I sit happily in life. And for me, I didn't feel like I had to change that just for my wedding day. I mean, like, obviously I didn't, you know, leading up to the wedding, I didn't like splurge on, um, I mean, I never do anyway. I'm not, I'm not, I used to binge eat, but I'm not that person anymore, but it's not like I, you know, would have gone crazy and, and, um, I don't know, not given a shit at all. Like, at the end of the day, appearance still matters to me, but I look after myself because of how it makes me feel and it makes me feel confident and amazing from the inside. And that's how I wanted to feel in the day. And because I've had terrible relationships with food in the past, I knew that if I tried to, you know, go on some diet before the wedding or whatever, it was probably going to stress me out more so. And, um, at the end of the day, I was getting a custom dress done. If I had changed my measurements, Kai would have been like, oi, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Me. what are you um, doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I think my point is as long as you're someone, I mean, obviously if you're someone who's really unhappy in your own skin and you want to start a health journey and, you know, maybe you're using it as some motivation or whatever, then all power to you. And that's totally fine. 
you know, each to their own. But I just think the general kind of pressure that society puts on brides particularly um, of absolutely looking their best or their fittest or whatever on their wedding day, I just think that that's a little bit unnecessary and it's a pressure that we don't necessarily need on top of everything else that comes with planning a wedding. Oh, my God, everything else. Mm. Exactly. And again, <laughs> as we said, as Laura said before, it's it's one day. And you've done yeah. like six months pre-training <laughs> yeah. all for it to look like someone who you're not, you know, you don't usually look like that either, you know. And like you said, Josh has loved you since, you know, you guys know each other through all the good and all the bad. If, you know, mm-hmm. if you were suddenly somebody that was not who he had fallen in love with, there would be that <laughs> there as well. Oh, it's tricky. Yeah. Us girls, I swear we get the short end of the stick with some of these decisions <laughs> sometimes. Like, oh, God. Oh, absolutely. So much pressure. But okay, so <laughs> your wedding day, let's let's take it back. It mm. was the pi- – okay, so the weather, you said that it was yes. beautiful. You had to make a decision on the marquee. Up and down. There was yeah. like a torrential dust storm, but your photos looked phenomenal. Yeah. So <laughs> did it all just come together on the day? Yes. Yeah, so Friday, the day before the wedding, we had the rehearsal at – so our wedding ended up being about 5 p.m. We did the rehearsal around 4, 4.30 and it was 40 degrees the oh day before. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And there was not a cloud in the sky and the stage that we had for the um, ceremony was bright white and we were all standing up there and all of us girls had like fresh fake tan that was melting off us because we were all sweating so much and we're all standing up there squinting thinking oh my god we're gonna need to wear sunglasses like this time of the day the sun is belting down on us and we were all so hot and that really stressed me out because I was like look I was preparing for rain not like intense heat yeah um But the day rolled around and it was honestly the most perfect day. It was, I think, 27 degrees and sunny. There was the perfect amount of cloud coverage for the ceremony. So that was fine. We didn't need to wear sunglasses. (laughs) And, um, yeah, we also had possibly the most gorgeous sunset that we've ever had up there. So it was just weird. It was like <laughs> magic. You've manifested Very that. Fortunate. Yep. So, so did you, you had a, obviously being on your property, you had a later ceremony in the day and then mm. how did the reception progress? So yeah, the ceremony was around five and then um, we had photos and stuff afterwards for probably about an hour um, with like family and the bridal party um, and everyone kind of went back over to where we had the pre-drinks and like pre-entertainment for a little bit more of a drink and then from there we came back and like you know hugged and saw a lot of people and everyone said congratulations and we signed the paperwork and then we moved over to the marquee which is where the dinner was set and the bar and the dance floor and everything was um and we had a sit down three course um dinner but there was so much dancing in between and Lots of speeches and stuff, which was just amazing. I don't know. Just it was it was so fun. It was so so fun. But between the transition from yeah that kind of like pre drinks bar area to the marquee, that's when I went inside and took my hair out and put my other dress on and yep. took a breath. <laughs> yeah, Josh to a take a and breath. We went back out. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, it was it was such a beautiful night, and the benefit of that property, you know, I mean, it's our private property, but it'll it'll be the same for when it becomes a commercial property as well. It's mm. um so it's so far from all of our neighbours, like it's it's on you know over a hundred acres. So we were up till four a.m. um with oh music my God, blasting. I love this. <laughs> um, I love this. And it was so fun. Like I. 
I didn't even like I, I love to have a little bit of a drink and I and I did but like I honestly I was talking so much dancing so much I probably didn't even drink that much that night and I was just so like energetic literally until 4 a.m like I didn't want to go to bed I didn't want it to end I did not want the night to end I was just so excited but I feel like the um the adrenaline like wears off that booze as well like you could have a champagne breakfast and then a drink at lunch and then one just before the ceremony but I feel like that adrenaline coursing through your body you may as well be stone cold sober just a little happy no 100% and honestly the only reason we turned the music off was because there was probably so we had about 160 guests there was probably still 30 of us awake at four um and we just kind of felt guilty for all the people who were camping you know 100 <laughs> meters away <laughs> you um, having the biggest party we were like oh you know people have got to take a three-hour drive home tomorrow maybe we should go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh no no not at all this is your day you should yeah <laughs> enjoy it till 4 a.m i think that's so good because yeah. um because everything was done at your property and it would have been a huge mm. even though you're in the events industry and you've done this before Mm. and you were mentioning you know Josh's plan stuff even though you've done Mm. all that did you learn doing it on your own property was there something that you learned that you would probably you know you might do differently next time or any advice for people that are like doing it themselves well I think I had this I don't know where I got this thought from but I definitely had a misinterpretation I really thought that doing it on our own property was probably going to end up cheaper. Ba-ba. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like I just thought, you know, oh yeah, because we don't have to pay for a venue, but you still have to pay for everything else. Yep. <laughs> um, and again, because of, you know, the travel and everything, it, it really did add up. So I think um, that was probably something that I didn't really think through. Or, But I mean, we would have done it there either way. It doesn't really matter what we learnt. It, it was always going to be there and it was always going to be what it was. Um But I think when I've spoken to other friends before and they've kind of thought like, oh, yeah, we're thinking about doing it, you know, at our own house, I think it'll be easier. I'm like, I wouldn't use the word easier. I mean, like, and I'll tell you why. And, you know, so I think, you know, that's probably my biggest learning was it it was a lot of effort. And, um, you know, you have to work with so many different suppliers when it's your own venue because a lot of wedding venues obviously come with, you know, staff and tables and chairs and all that sort of stuff. I mean, obviously you can change it if it's not your vibe, but it comes with all that stuff. And even, even like the alcohol is kind of already involved and like the, the chef's part of the venue and it's all, it's all intertwined. Whereas for us, it was like, you know, picking an apple from every different tree um, to pull it together onto one, which um, was a lot <laughs> But it was the best. Like we, we, um, yeah, we were so happy with it, how it all came together in the end. Yep. It looked, it looked amazing. And just lastly, we ask every guest, Steph, what is your one piece of advice for couples going through this at the moment? Um, what, what do you advise them to do? I think try and enjoy the process as much as possible. And I, and you know what, I say that and I really feel for people planning weddings right now because I, you know, my best mates had to reschedule her wedding four times because of COVID. So I know how stressful and upsetting it has been for a lot of people over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, we were extremely lucky that we just got in before COVID hit um, because I couldn't imagine the additional pressure that, it, you know, comes with that and not knowing if it's going to go ahead or what has to be planned differently. So I really feel for you there, but I think 
as much as you can, just have fun with it. Um, don't stress too much about it. At the end of the day, it's, it is just one day. It, it, and honestly, no matter what happens, you're going to have the time of your life. I, my cheeks were hurting by the end of the night because I couldn't stop smiling. Um, and like we had like, there was, there was little things I think, um, that we learned, like we were so excited to have this great big party that we probably invited a whole bunch of people that we maybe, you know, thinking back, probably didn't need to invite um, because they're probably not going to be in our lives. And I think that was my biggest tip to a lot of my girlfriends who are getting married is, um, you know, when it comes to your invites, don't feel the pressure from anybody else as to who should be there. Um, It's really just up to you guys. And also on that, really think about who you're probably going to have in your life for at least a long period of time afterwards. Um, you know, who do you genuinely actually catch up with? Who, who do you genuinely actually enjoy spending time with? Because I think for us, we are people, people. <laughs> we love people and we love networking and making friends. And, you know, we have a really widespread friendship from different industries and all that sort of stuff. And um, we just wanted everyone to be there. And it, and it was, and I don't regret inviting like particular people. It's not about that, but it's more just, because we had so many people there, the people that I'm really, really close with and I really, really care about in life, other than our bridal party, probably we probably didn't get to spend as much time with them as I would have liked to because our time was spread across so many different people. So I think just be, yeah, really mindful when it comes down to that and be selfish. Um, don't be afraid to be selfish because I think the only people who are going to judge you on being selfish are the people who haven't planned a wedding themselves. Hot mm point (laughs) that is like (laughs) tip 101 for all the people the people that will get offended if they're not invited are the ones that haven't had to plan a wedding yet Mm. 100% Steph Mm. (laughs) yeah that's amazing well honey thank you so much for joining us it was so nice to chat to you it was actually do you know what it was actually amazing to chat about um a wedding that is pre-covid and remember how good it was how, and how, how they good, were how they yeah. were and do you know what how good they were the old be. days they will be so steph miller <laughs> thank you so much for joining us we appreciate it thanks steph thanks guys thank you thanks so much for listening to this episode of the you and me podcast if you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me Podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me Podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me Podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the you and me podcast leaving reviews rating the episodes sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you so don't be shy you can also follow our ordinary lives with andy over at the bridal journey and laura at wonderlust creative thanks for joining thanks for joining